0: Have you ever noticed how often we separate each other and separate ourselves from others by creating boundaries, borders, and barriers? For starters, let's talk about boundaries, right? So there's boundaries in every single sport. And uh, these boundaries separate the playing field from the out of bounds. And um, when an athlete goes out of bounds, right? When an athlete goes beyond those boundaries, we say that they're out of bounds, right? So in other words, they went too far there's also borders as in like borders between the u.s and mexico so i grew up in el paso texas which is one of the largest border crossings on the southern border and i remember driving down the interstate every single day and seeing that border wall that divides the two countries that border was not so much about separating the inbounds versus the out of bounds but rather it was meant to keep uh, people separate In other words, a border tells two groups of people how far they can go and and, uh, keeps them from entering into each other's areas. There's also barriers. Last year during stay-at-home orders, I had to go get tested for COVID one day, and when I arrived at the testing facility, there were a bunch of cones and half-concrete walls and even caution tape all over the place telling me where I could and couldn't go these barriers were meant to direct me, but also they were meant to keep me away from certain places. In other words, barriers prohibit you, prohibit us from entering an area that would otherwise be open. Borders, barriers, boundaries, they are everywhere. Here in Baton Rouge, these boundaries and borders and barriers can be Florida Boulevard which divides North and South Baton Rouge. They can be the Mississippi River, which divides Baton Rouge from Port Allen. They can be the fence around your backyard that divides your house from your neighbor's house. They can even be the certain limits that you expect others to respect for your own mental health and well-being. Boundaries, borders, and barriers are everywhere. And, Hear me say this. Even though boundaries, borders, and barriers are not necessarily a bad thing, I can't help but ask one important question. Are we meant to live with boundaries and borders and barriers all around us? Is that really what God has in mind for us? There's a story in the book of Acts, uh, Acts chapter 10, that I have fallen in love with this week. It begins by introducing us to this guy named cornelius and so cornelius we're told is a centurion of the italian cohort that simply means that he is a gentile he's not jewish and has been placed in charge of a hundred roman soldiers now cornelius uh, we're told was also a devout man who feared god who gave generously and who prayed constantly to god so one day we're told cornelius has a vision in which he sees an angel of god coming in and saying to him "'Cornelius, your prayers and alms have ascended as a memorial before God. Now send men to Joppa for a certain Simon, who is called Peter.'" Immediately, Cornelius calls two of his slaves, and he sends them to Joppa to find Simon and, and to bring him just as the vision had told him to do. Well, the next day, as Cornelius' slaves are making their way to Joppa and, uh, to find Peter, We're told that at the same time, Peter goes up to the roof of his his home and he begins to pray. And while praying, he falls into a trance and he has a vision. And here's how the Bible describes this vision. Peter saw heaven opened and something like a large sheet coming down, being lowered to the ground by its four corners. In it were all kinds of four-footed creatures and reptiles and birds of the air. Then he heard a voice saying, Get up, Peter, kill and eat. But Peter said, By no means, Lord, for I have never eaten anything that is profane or unclean. The voice said to him again a second time, What God has made clean, you must not call profane. This happened three three times, and the thing was suddenly taken up to heaven. The story goes on to tell us that Peter is left wrestling with what this vision could possibly mean when suddenly Cornelius' men arrived. And the scripture tells us that while Peter was still thinking about the vision, the Holy Spirit says to Peter, Look, three men are searching for you. Now get up, go down, and go with them without hesitation, for I have sent them. The next day, Peter, along with some of the believers, accompany uh, these two men back to Caesarea to see Cornelius and, 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 and uh, see what, why Cornelius has called him. And when they arrive, Peter is led into this room where many Gentiles, or another word for Gentiles is non-Jewish people, had gathered to hear Peter speak about Jesus to them. And when he walks into the room, Peter says this, You yourselves know that it is unlawful for a Jew to associate or uh, visit with a Gentile. Now, let me stop here for a second. Did you hear what Peter said? It is unlawful for a Jew to associate with a non-Jew or even visit. Talk about boundaries, borders, and barriers, right? Not only was it not okay for a Jew and a non-Jew to associate, it was against the law. It's not like it was just looked down upon, right? It was completely prohibited. After all, for Jewish people, Gentiles were unclean and profane, right? That's what what Peter says about the food in his dream. And in many ways, the the reality is, uh, these Jewish Christian people saw Gentiles as less than. Look, according to their cultural norms, Peter and the believers that uh, uh, showed up with him should not be associated with Cornelius and with those assembled in his house. Now, I know it's easy for you and I to criticize the practices of the early Christian uh, Jewish Christian people, but let's be real for a second. Things haven't really changed all that much, have they? Like I have been in situations in my life where I was told I couldn't date somebody or be friends with someone simply because they were white and I am brown. I have seen friendships fall apart because one of them was conservative and the other one was progressive. I have seen churches push people away because of their sexuality, their past, and even current life choices. I hate to say it, but we are no different than first century Jewish Christians. Even today, we build boundaries and borders and barriers to separate ourselves from people because we think that God would not want anything to do with them, or that God would never use them. So therefore, uh, we believe that we shouldn't either. But here's the thing, that is not the heart of the gospel See, the Holy Spirit shows up in the life of Peter because God wants Peter to help tear down those boundaries and borders and barriers that had been created between the Jewish Christians and the Gentiles. See, uh, the Holy Spirit shows up because the Holy Spirit wants those those walls, those barriers, those boundaries, those barriers to be torn down. So so Peter, after the Holy Spirit shows up in his life, looks to Cornelius and says, God has shown me, that I should not call anyone profane or unclean. So when I was sent for, I came without objection. This is a huge deal. Peter basically says, look, I know that we have these boundaries and barriers and borders between us that are supposed to keep us separate from one another, but, but I think God wants us to tear them down. Peter basically says, I know that I am not supposed to even be here because it's against the law. But I think God wants us to tear that barrier down. See, Peter chooses to say yes to the Holy Spirit, to the Holy Spirit's nudging in order to help tear those boundaries, those barriers and those borders down. And he does that by sharing with Cornelius and his household about who Jesus is and what Jesus has done. Look, I want you to listen to what happens next in this scripture after Peter begins to share with them about Jesus. Says, While Peter was still speaking, the Holy Spirit fell upon all who heard the word. The circumcised believers who had come with Peter were astounded that the gift of the Holy Spirit had been poured out even on the Gentiles. For they heard them speaking in tongues and extolling God. Then Peter said, Can anyone withhold the water for baptizing these people who have received the Holy Spirit just as we have? So he ordered them to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. Then they invited him to stay for several days. I love what's happening here, and I don't want you to miss it. Peter and the other believers who accompanied him on this trip, they showed up hesitant to interact with this Gentile crowd because of the many boundaries and borders and barriers that existed between Gentiles and Jewish Christian people. But when they decided to put those boundaries and borders and barriers aside and instead interact with the Gentile people anyway, the Holy Spirit moved. Scripture says that the Holy Spirit fell upon the Gentiles and they were all baptized. See, because of Peter's willingness, the Holy Spirit used him to tear down any and all boundaries, borders, and barriers that stood between the two of them that day. Friends, hear this. The Holy Spirit can and will Break through any boundaries, borders, and barriers that we create, whether we like it or not. The question is are we willing to put aside any and all misconceptions or views we may have of people? And most importantly, are we willing to allow the Holy Spirit to use us to tear down those boundaries and borders and barriers that exist between us and this world? See, are we willing to say to the Holy Spirit, Use me to tear these separations down. And do we even want a future like that? Reverend Peterson Davis says this. He says, we have to imagine that it is possible for the Christian community to embrace the full participation and leadership of women and men, young and old, poor and wealthy, straight and gay, capitalist and socialist, and so on. Can you picture that? Can you picture a future uh, where the church will embrace the full participation of all people? You see, the Holy Spirit is not about creating boundaries and borders and barriers between God's children. The Holy Spirit is not in the business of of creating walls that say you're in and you're out. The Holy Spirit is about tearing those, those barriers and those borders and those boundaries down. And the fun part is that even though the Holy Spirit can tear down these boundaries, these borders, these barriers, these walls the Holy Spirit invites you and I to, to participate in tearing them down. We just have to be prepared to say yes when the Holy Spirit calls. 65 years ago, the, uh, many people said yes to the Holy Spirit saying, let's tear down the walls of uh, not allowing women to be clergy. And this week we celebrate that they are in full inclusion. friends, the Holy Spirit is in the business of tearing down those walls, of tearing down boundaries and borders and barriers. And I pray that we may say yes every time the Holy Spirit calls us to do the same. And who knows, we may find that all these boundaries and borders and barriers that we've created will one day completely cease to exist. Let us pray. Gracious and loving God, You are in the business of tearing down the things that separate us. Because in the end, we are all children of God, loved by you equally. So, God, this week I pray that we may be challenged to be people who tears down boundaries and barriers and walls and and, and borders. God, help us be a people who tears those things that divide us. Help us be a people who help who join in the effort of of creating a space where all are welcome to participate, not just in the life of the church, but in your kingdom. God, I give you thanks for that challenge, and I pray that we may live into it. I pray this in your most precious and most glorious name. Amen.